Welcome to the Savant Report Rapid Recap. I'm your host, Jordan Weirs, CEO of Savant Investment Partners. This week we are, let's see, first week of March, uh, and it already feels like spring has sprung here in Las Vegas at our home office. Uh, we were uh, traveling yesterday to Utah. We've got a couple of projects in Utah and just absolutely beautiful weather. So at least the western U.S., we certainly feel like uh, like spring is here. So welcome to our podcast for, uh, for this week few interesting things to talk about. Uh, we need to talk first and foremost about the jobs report that is expected to come out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. We've had some some revisions to GDP. We talked about that a couple weeks ago and last week in our Savant Report uh, weekend summary that we sent out on Friday uh, that talks very specifically about uh, the revisions up in GDP numbers. I, I just want to emphasize to our listeners and our subscribers that I believe that the data for 2016 is going to be highly unreliable. And uh, yeah, a lot of people will, will equate an election year to a very volatile year in equities. And I'm a believer in that, and usually I'm a believer in that because uh, it's very hard to believe the numbers that are coming out. Uh, the existing party wants re-election. They want to make things look better than maybe what they are. Um, I, I really am not putting a lot of stock in the numbers, and I'm expecting any number that we get tomorrow in the jobs uh, report to be revised at some point in time uh, down the road. But we've seen an extraordinary rally uh, in equities here this week. We're now looking at the S&P uh, in the, let's see, it would be the June futures contract up in the high 1970s. Uh, right now we're trading at about 1978. Uh, in the in the futures, and I will tell you, uh, I'm getting ready to short. I said that last Friday, uh, about a week ago, almost a week ago, and I was getting ready to short that probably uh, Wednesday night or Monday. Uh, we did take a little bit of a dip, that was interesting, but now we've rallied higher and closed higher. But we are in very, very, very overbought territory in the S&P. Not to say we can't go any higher, but. Uh, I think that there's going to be a good trade opportunity, not an investment opportunity, a good trade opportunity to short. My good buddy Jim Willis, who also contributes to the Savant Report yesterday, told me that he thinks we could see uh, into the 1990s, possibly uh, hit the 2000 mark and uh, watch some of that big capital come back in the markets before we continue in the downward direction. I do not think that we have hit the bottom yet but but listen day to day and week to week it's really hard to pin it's you know it's it's uh, there's the technical indicators there's common sense are we high are we low for where we've been on a relative basis in the recent past uh, but you know it's a flip a coin are we going to be up this week or down this week or up this week or down this week it's it's a very very difficult thing to pin my bias right now is to the downside and I do believe that in the stock market and in the in the equities here in the US we're gonna see more downside before we see more substantial upside compared to where we've been in the in the 2000 to 2100 range in the S&P so I'm preparing to short. Am I suggesting that you do that? Not unless you're a trader. Uh, I would be on the sidelines in equities, and I say it every single time I do a podcast, because I don't want anyone to be confused about what my opinion is and what my strategy is going forward. So, 
That said about equities, gold is on a tear today. Gold is now up almost to the seven, uh, excuse me, 1270 mark. Uh, I think it hit right about 1270, and uh, we continue to be in an uptrending gold. However, again, from a technical perspective, we are overbought and that tells me that we're certainly capable of heading south in terms of the price of gold. Interesting technical analysis that I wrote last uh, wrote not wrote, excuse me, read last week showed that uh, gold could easily recover somewhere between 1300 and 1500 an ounce. So 1500 would be the top end of the recovery range before heading lower. I think that's a certain, uh, uh, certainly a possibility, especially considering where we are with global economics. But here's the deal. Gold, again, remains an inflationary measure. Uh, most people like to buy gold because they feel like it's a good thing to have during times of a uncertainty and b times of inflation there are deflationary forces all around the world right now they're as clear as can be we are not seeing real inflation about the only area that we're seeing inflation is in the equity markets and in the real estate markets aside from that inflation is dead and we are deflating in a lot of different asset classes agriculture and commodities specifically so uh, let's talk about real estate for a minute Interesting enough, home flipping has reached a 10-year high in 2015. Uh, nearly 180,000 homes and condos were flipped in 2015. That accounts for about 5.5% of, um, of the uh, uh, na national nationwide transactions. And that's a pretty big number when you think about it. 180,000 homes were flipped just in 2015. So people bought them, uh, they might have fixed them up, they might not have fixed them up, and they turned around and sold them, hopefully at a profit. That's interesting. That tells me, uh, and it just reinforces what I've been saying, is that I think we're hitting an interim plateau and maybe going to head uh, towards a little small correction in price point on single-family homes throughout the U.S. And uh, when home flipping is very, very uh, high, when people are flipping homes at this kind of pace, at this... Um, uh, it, 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 in these kinds of numbers, I think it really stands to show that uh, that the the housing market has improved, that investors are comfortable, they're perhaps being a little bit greedy, um, and that is usually indicative of a top, maybe not a macro market top, but an interim top. And I think that we see 2016 and 2017 being relatively calm years in uh, in in residential real estate specifically. Commercial real estate uh, is pretty interesting, though. I think that values are still relatively competitive. I think cap rates are still relatively reasonable. I think that there's uh, a lot of room to grow in rents uh, on a lot of markets and a lot of properties throughout the U.S., uh, although uh, I will say that there are a few markets that are absolutely overheated, and there are several asset classes that are overheated, one of which is multifamily. I'm consistently uh, advising investors to stay away from the multifamily markets, especially in the coastal cities uh, like New York, uh, you know, Florida, it, not everywhere in Florida, but specifically in the big coastal communities like Miami, uh, Southern California, Northern California, and Seattle, Washington. Uh, you know, these apartment complexes are trading at five caps or sub five caps. That means a 5% a unleveraged net rate of return. 
before uh, taxes, and that's you, you know that's that's pretty low, and especially considering that money right now is between four and four and three quarter percent, you really don't have much spread for leverage. There's really no benefit to leverage, and and that's a disturbing place to be for that asset class. There's a lot of multifamily development happening all over the country right now, especially in cities like Las Vegas, Phoenix, of course, uh, Southern California, Northern California and uh, Seattle and I think that we might be overbuilding in that asset class so I'm gonna watch that as well I'm not I'm not saying that that's a bubble and that multifamily is gonna collapse I'm just saying it's got a little too overheated right now and I think the same thing with multifamily uh, as I think about uh, your your average residential real estate 2016 and 2017 I think are gonna be years where where prices are gonna soften cap rates are gonna go up values are going to uh, to drop just a little bit and hopefully just put in a nice new floor that's a little higher than the previous floor uh, for us to springboard off of when we go into the macro market part of this cycle the the hockey stick curve that we're hoping for in uh, 2018 to maybe 2022 so that's my expectation and that's why I would be very cautious if you're investing in single-family homes I would I would urge people to look at other asset classes inside of commercial real estate if you have the capital to do it. So uh, we're going to talk politics here a little bit. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and what's been happening because this does affect the markets. We are seeing uh, something that we have not ever seen before in this country in recent history, not in my lifetime and probably not in the baby boomers lifetime, of a real true movement happening right now. Uh, we're seeing incredible numbers of people come out to vote on the Republican side of things and they're voting for Donald Trump and what that means is people are fed up with this system uh, they realize that it's not working they realize that the Obama administration has done a terrible thing and we might lose a few subscribers uh, <laughs> with me saying that I might lose a few friends but nonetheless it needs to be said and if you're a savant investor you need to start learning to think like savant investors think this is potentially the greatest thing that could happen uh, for us going forward and could be the catalyst for this uh, hockey stick curve that we're hoping for in the economy and in real estate and in equities going into the into the late teens here of the 20, uh, 2018 to 2022 as I talked about earlier it would be great to have a president like Donald Trump and the reason why is because he's going to be very fiscally responsible and he's going to be very sensitive to economic policies that will grow our economy now I'm not saying that it's going to be uh, long-term uh, fixes for every aspect of the economy and in every aspect of, uh, of of our country for the long haul I'm not saying that that uh, what he would do would be great for us 20 30 40 50 years down the road but for the short term, he's going to come in and, I think, fix a lot of things. Uh, but we're watching this incredible battle happen right now where the establishment and the GOP is really fighting against one of their own. They're fighting against Trump, trying to do everything that they can do to suppress him and get voters to uh, uh, to start voting for Ted Cruz and, and doing whatever they can uh, to get Trump out of the leading position. I do not think that that's going to happen. In fact... It looks as though the GOP is willing to let uh, even a Democrat win uh, over having Trump win. And I think they, they're doing that because they're fearful that, uh, that Trump would absolutely disrupt the party and, and disrupt the uh, quote-unquote establishment. So 
I think it will be good for us, but this year is going to be full of turmoil. Uh, there's going to be not only the global economic issues that we continue to face on a very regular basis, uh, and those headwinds, they're, they're going to continue to be there. Uh, deflation is still going to be there. The ag market, agriculture market is going to continue to suffer uh, in, in very difficult times here. Commodities across the board have deflated. Uh, our, our dollar is stronger, although our dollar is weaker today. We've been in an uptrend for the last several years and even though I think that we could uh, afford to see a bit of a correction here long term we're going to have a strong dollar over the next couple of years. So <clears throat> I really want to uh, to uh, ingrain this in you that if you're going to be an investor in today's equity markets or in today's uh, energy markets or commodity markets or real estate markets you need to be prepared to weather the storm and weather the volatility because I really think that there is absolutely 100% going to be some really exciting big moves in the markets this year. That's it for this week's Savant Report podcast, our rapid recap that we do every two weeks. Uh, we will be publishing a full weekend summary tomorrow, so look for that in your inbox. And as always, I always encourage you to uh, drop me an email or give me a call and give us feedback. You can reach me, Jordan, at savantinvestments.com or give us a call at the office, 702-474-3003. God bless. Take care. Talk to you soon.